big plays, and even bigger laughs. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Somebody asked this question on the 8th Morning Senate chat line. Any news on conference realignment? I I think we're done. Nothing nothing right now but i mean do you i think we're done i don't think we're going to hear any more about any kind of conference realignment i do before the start of the football season uh i mean are we going to hear about it before we we kick off in september i don't think there's any major news coming but i think there's going to be news coming i mean there's do i at this point still feel like the four teams from the pac-12 are coming yes at this point, right now, 100% yes. Um, Do you think that happens before the end of 2022? It possibly could. No. no I, 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 I don't I, – I, here's the, the part that I don't understand – well, not understand, that I don't know. I don't know what the conversations are. You know, the Pac-12 is going to do everything in its power. They're mm-hmm. going to exhaust every feasible outlet to keep that conference afloat with the 10 members that they have because – even adding two teams, I mean, two schools, any of the states out there, San Diego, Colorado, Utah, Boise, any of those states right there, does that, does that, get, some, that get your needle going? Does that do anything for you? Some nothing. Exactly. I mean, it makes me feel like, uh, it makes me feel like uh, Cincinnati and UCF, to be quite honest with you, or Cincinnati well, and... Houston. And I would say Cincinnati and UCF are better than Utah State, San Diego State, or Boise State. If I had the opportunity right now, if you could have given me a crystal ball, you know, and a year ago, mm-hmm. and and we could foresee the trouble on this horizon, if we could have uh, we could have read the tea leaves and saw that, you know, UCLA and USC kind of putting the brakes on the Big 12 expanding out or the them expanding with the Big 12. Yeah. And said, hey, something's going on there. Something's afoot. And we don't, we just stand pat and just just call BYU knowing that something's about to happen. Because if you had just done that and then you call the you call Arizona, Arizona State and and and, and BYU. Oh, and call sit, it good and not you'd have to be worry about sitting pretty right not, now. And not have to worry about UCF, Houston, yeah. and Cincinnati. You'd be yeah. sitting pretty right yeah. now. Not, yeah. Yeah. I, I would I would have rather had that. Well, but we, you know what? We didn't have the crystal ball. Sure, we no. We didn't, no I mean, it's, hindsight's twenty. Absolutely, it's twenty twenty right now. Okay, so go back to before we go further on that. Go yeah. back to what we were talking about right before the the sports center. Would you have the momentum? Let's just say, let's just say we go we 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 hold on to the lead against K State and we beat them. Mm-hmm. You get bowl eligible, but you still lose <clears throat> to Iowa State and Okie State to finish out the season, and you finish up. You still finish six and six. Okay, so now, you know, do you, do you we get beat by thirty in the bowl game. Okay, and then you, and then so now you're six and seven, and are you making a change? Yeah. And do you have? And is Joy McGuire still available? That that remains to be seen. Pro- probably not, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think about when the TCU had, didn't make the change to Sonny Dykes until the off season. So uh, we were remember we were ahead of the game by getting out in front of it and having right, a new coach have, in place. You wouldn't have had the you would not have had the recruiting momentum. With, I think with, there's with, some differences there with yeah. with McGuire uh, that you got went by hiring him when you did mm-hmm. and him being able to you know set up shop and get his you know key people in place and you know start that start that process because I think this 
this momentum for Texas Tech football right now is is about three or four fold. One, one, it was the first the firing of Matt Wells. Everybody was on board with that. Yeah, and then it was the hiring of Joey McGuire. His immediate success for recruiting. And then it's the field goal to tie to to give you the win for Iowa over Iowa State. Un, unexpected. Yeah. An unexpected victory. The whole pump jack mentality. Yeah. The rally around Sonny Cumbie. Yeah. And and then and then you cap that off with taking down and kind of slaying the dragon, so to speak, and Mike Leach and Mississippi State. Because I think I yeah. think I think a lot I of think, demons exercised. You, you got it. You did. You exercised a ton of demons, and then you go in. You go into the off season. And and you feel really good about the recruits that you're getting. You've, you've you've got this vibrant head football coach that's going out and basically selling the story of Texas Tech football and is excited to be here. Blah 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 blah. You have a pretty good spring, and then all of a sudden, you know, TCU does you this huge favor to, to light the fire again with the desert comment, and uh, you now you got cactus uh, sprouting up all over town. Yeah. I I, so, I mean it's like a boom. It's like every every time you you every time the fire started to die a little bit, more gas gets put on it, which is which, I, which is built and and to where you now have this big season ticket renewal and new new customers and you feel like I feel like going into this season, this is as much momentum as you've had going into a football season since maybe two thousand and nine. Yeah, um, I tend to think that the the timing of you firing Matt Wells played to your benefit because you got to be in the in the job market and the coaching pool earlier than others. And when you when you solved your coaching question early, it allowed him to become you know, he got to spend a lot of the time cuz you know when we hire a new coach, everyone wants to meet the guy, everyone wants to to shake the new coach's hand. But he can't do that because usually when they hire that guy, he's almost immediately on the road recruiting. Right. But our guy, you know, because we're still in a season, he got to he got to play the role of of he had to spend a month and a half just glad handing. Yeah, and he didn't even have to uh, coach any football or anything. I mean, he was he was setting up for recruiting. He was setting mm-hmm. up his staff, and he was shaking hands and kissing babies. Absolutely, and that, and that's what he loves to do. And and that and that helped. <clears throat> I mean, because you, you he got to endear himself to. The, the fan base right off the bat. Yep. I mean, you know, he'd show up at every basketball game and yep. baseball game. Taking pictures a, with anybody and everybody. Anybody. And, you know, he's he got to go on a, you know, a, a immediate tour. And, and you know, and now, hey, we, we got to deliver on the wins on the on the backside now. Sure. And it's going to be difficult. But he's built up an awful lot of equity without even coaching a game. I agree. To, to the point where I think everybody understands, that, you know, if you only win five games this next year, you've, you've, you've built this kind of this solid foundation that's going to pay off in spades for you in the next two or three or four years. Chuck, I, nice to meet you. I need that jacket. Bro. You like it? It looks good, man. Yeah. Here's my business card. You can have that. All right. Hey, <laughs> let me know how I can. I will. <laughs> hey, you know what? He's going to – and when he, when, he wins, Hines, man. when he wins more games than he loses in the Big 12, I'm going to buy him that same jacket. And present it to Chuck, him. Chuck, he doesn't need your jacket. No, I know, but he doesn't. He said, incentive. 
No, oh, that's, it's, it's not incentive. an incentive. That is not an incentive for it's, the man. The man incentive. is not. You know, if I win nine games, if Chuck Hines going to give me a no, great sports cup. No, it's not that. Cup. It's five. Five games? Five games? Five you set the bar games. so low? In conference five, play. Five, oh, five big okay. 12 games, okay, which five we have not games. done since 2009, sir. I know. I know. And we You're really, aware. I'm, I am aware. And, and, you know, we are up and down. We can't wait to get that guy back. We kick that guy's tail in a ball game. Anyway. I don't want to go down that road. Anyway. Which guy? The pirate. Oh, okay. Well, we've already done that. I know. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, the, the number of people. The guy he had on the envelope. Yeah, the guy you had in the envelope. The guy you wanted to bring back I here. Did not the guy wanted you wanted to, to pour kerosene all over that athletic department. No, I did not. I did not want to bring him back. I just, you know. He had a reliable source. I was. I don't know how reliable it was. Source. Uh, you know, here's you the deal. Here's sources. the deal. You know. At least I stuck my neck out there, and I, you know, you didn't I, stick your neck out anywhere, Chuck. You wrote down a name and put it in an envelope, mm-hmm. and then hid the envelope. <laughs> I have no uh, like to, to Chuck's credit, he did put it in an envelope. It was sealed. It was in his desk. It was ready to go. But then I left it there, and then he left it there it for us to forget about. Somebody, somebody finally brought it. Up. Hey, Chuck, who's on that en- who's on that envelope there? Beers? I mean, we'll we'll be fine. Hey, this this. Program, I think, has an opportunity to take some steps forward. The thing that's what what gives me hope is that I hope that you know, at least once or twice a year, a coaching decision either wins or loses a game for you. And that what we found is that most of the time, the coaching decisions lost games for Matt Wells. There's no question. And so, what I'm hopeful of from, is that there's a winning attitude and a winning mentality from the pooch kick, absolutely, to, to the onside kick against Oklahoma State. Don't be cute. To Just the, play football. To the field goal on second down to not scoring any points against K-State in the second half. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for this day in sports history. Here is uh, George Christopher Sneed with uh, all the uh, news that happened on this day in sports history. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy McGuire. Today is uh, July 26th in the year of our Lord, mm-hmm. 2022. Chuck, you know what? What? We're all going to make it. All right. Uh, <laughs> as we Mayans start this, are still wrong, right? The Mayans are always wrong. Yeah. They didn't get it right. All right. On uh, this day in Yankee history, okay. Chuck, 1928, the Yanks score 11 runs in the 12th inning. So they went into extras tied at one. And then they ended up beating the Tigers 12 to one. In extras. In extras. Wow. Yes. Bonus panels. Bonus cantos. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, 1933. Uh, smoking, uh, smoking Joe. Jolton Joe. Um, Jimo Joe. Mr. Coffee? Yes. Uh, Joe Maggio Ends a 61-game hitting streak in a PCL game. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he, had a hit, he had a longer streak in the Pacific Coast League mm-hmm. for, for the San Francisco Seals. Remember those guys? Yeah. All right. 1948. Babe Ruth story. Premieres Babe Ruth. It was his last public appearance. <laughs> the hot dogs and beer finally got they finally him. got to him. Beer, babes, and brews, man, or or dogs. Nineteen fifty-two. Mickey. Do you know Mickey. why he was called Babe Ruth? Mm, sure, it had to do something with babes. Uh, apparently, um, and I, I believe this is the the correction on this. He was he was adopted by a guy who yeah. was, uh, and then and he called him. His babe, and so that, and he was he owned a baseball team, minor league baseball team, and so because they he called him babe, the other players like, well, since he's his babe, we're going to call him Babe Ruth. 
Okay. Okay. That's that's a good deal. 1952, Chuck, Mickey Mantle hits his first Grand Slam. How about that? 1957, Mickey Mantle hits his 200th home run. Just five years later. Do the math. Uh, well, it's 200, it's 199 home runs in five years. Right? That's what I'm trying to get at, Chuck. Yeah. It's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately for Mantle, he wrecked his knee on a water sprinkler. Exactly. Probably when that liquor butter fell out of his back pocket. Well, I, I think the I think the liquor followed the, the knee. Mm, I think it was there before. <laughs> All right. Uh, on the day in the, rest of, the rest of the sports world, <laughs> on this day, 1962, the Milwaukee Braves' Warren Spahn set the home run record of 31 by a pitcher. He hit 31 bombs that year. Warren Spahn. Remember Spahn saying two days of rain? Sure, right. Yeah. Are you a are you a pro DH guy or a pro National League way of doing business? I don't want to see a guy that's going to hit 038 come to the plate. I'm with you, brother. You know, I want to see a guy that gives me a chance to score runs. Okay, okay. I, that's I'm I'm not opposed to it. Now, either we're going to do it, everyone's going to pitch and everyone's going to hit, or we're going to have a DH in both leagues. That's well, all we're, I think we're I, eventually going to have a DH in both leagues, yeah. but I mean. We haven't had we're a DH right in we're, both leagues for 47-some-odd years. The answer is ever, Chuck. Ever, right. Ever. The well, answer but, is ever. But I know, but I mean when the American League started in the mid-70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was okay. 1978, Johnny Bench hits his 300th career home run. All right, 1984, the Expos Pete Rose <laughs> ties Ty Cobb with a 3,500-second <laughs> single. People forget that he played for the Expos. Yeah. He was so bad back then. They really poured him into that uniform, too. I mean, they they, they poured him in. It's like people, someone in the stands, hey, Pete Rose, one man to a uniform. <laughs> Chew on button your shirt and let the other man breathe. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 1984, Bowie Kuhn. Bowie Kuhn, I'm sorry. I Bowie Kuhn, Bowie Kuhn yeah. announces pitcher Vita Blue. Suspended for the rest of the 1984 season due to his cocaine conviction. I was at Royal Stadium that day when that happened. He was pitching for the Royals when that happened. Yeah. And a guy that I went to college with, his brother. What are you looking at me like that for? Because <laughs> I going. told you the story before. Keep going. You're fine. Oh, screw you guys. No, no. <laughs> keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm just, no. You have just got the entire audience going, what happened to the game? I mean, now, yeah, now I'm enthralled. I want to know what happened. No, I just was at the stadium when when, when, when he and two other guys basically, you know, got busted. And uh, a buddy of mine that I went to college with, his brother was involved in that. Oh. Yeah. How about that? 1992, Nolan Ryan strikes out his 100th I'm batter not, for the 23rd I'm not say consecutive another word the rest season. of this show. You're going to have to do it all by yourself. That's an idle threat. <laughs> it's National Bagel Fest and National Coffee Milkshake Day. Okay, I hate both of them. See, you lasted 14 seconds. <laughs> you just said, I'm not going to say another word the rest of the show, and you lasted 14 stinking seconds. <laughs> Did you really think I could... Oh, I had no doubt. Yeah. I just thought you might get to a minute. <laughs> Pretty much impossible. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Hey, Chris, Death, happy birthday. taxes. Chuck's going to talk. <clears throat> Born on this day, Sandra Bullock. How old do you think she is? Uh, 61. 58. Okay. Smoke show. She's still, she's still. Oh, she is. She is left-handed, 96 mile an hour, three-quarter arm slot, just nasty slid. I'm telling you. Woo! We're on this day. Mm -hmm. Kate Beckinsale. How do you think she is? I don't even know who she is. And you want to be my latex salesman. <laughs> 49 years old. Born on this day, Mick Jagger. How do you think he is? He's like 82. 79. Uh, born on this day. Uh, disgraced actor Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, yeah man, that guy's. Nah, I don't even. I don't even care. No. Uh, born on this day, Helen Mirren. How old do you think she is? I don't even know who she is either. <sighs> Good God Almighty, Joe Friday. What? What? what, what? Did you Did you see Red? Did no. you see Red too? No. Oh God, Helen Mirren, seventy-seven. In her day. In her day. Smoke, Smoke show. wagon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, born on this day, Bob Lilly. Okay. Eighty-four. Uh, born on this day, terrible offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys, Lyle Collins. He's <laughs> terrible is a bit of a stretch. He, not good. Not not as good as should have been. He's he's rich though. Yeah, yeah. They're all rich just because. Mm -hmm. uh, born on this day locally, Mickey Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mickey Rogers. Happy birthday, man. Uh, dead on this day, still dead. <laughs> a couple people will show up on your Facebook feed today as their birthday, but uh, they're seven not with on, us. seven. But I wanted to mention Mickey. Mickey's a good friend. Okay. They're all good friends. All right, dead on this day, still dead. Mickey, uh, sorry, skip, <laughs> not Mickey. I didn't I didn't just kill Mickey Rogers. I'm sorry. Mickey, you're still alive. I know. We'll try this one more time. Dead on this day, still dead. Okay. 2007, Skip Prosser. Okay. Do you remember what schools he coached? He coached at Wake Forest. He was a basketball coach. Where else did he coach? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Tell me. Xavier and Loyola of Maryland. Okay. All right. On this day in history, history, mm -hmm. in 1908, the Federal Bureau of Investigation is born when Attorney General Charles Bonaparte orders a group of newly hired federal investigators to report the Chief Examiner, Stanley W. Finch, at the Department of Justice. One year later, the Office of the Chief Examiner was renamed to the Bureau of Investigation, and in 1935, it became, dun, dun, dun. The FBI. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah. Born on this day. Mm-hmm. Just like Mickey Rogers. <laughs> uh, Happy birthday, Mickey! <clears throat> You're a good friend. He is a good friend and a, and a and a great supporter of Texas Tech. Former former uh, uh, athletic trainer at Texas Tech under Spike Dykes and great letter winner. Great winner. Great American. Makes a fine hamburger. Uh, this from yesterday that we did not get. I'm curious if you would do this. The trams leading to the top of the Gateway Arch in St. Louis were dedicated. It was 55 years ago on July the 24th. That was, I guess, on Sunday. 67. I, would you go to the top of the arch? I would go to the top of the arch. Castles you, know you ride not... in are a tad claustrophobic. That's enough for uh, me. Oh, is it? It's it's, it's claustrophobic? <laughs> yeah, it's a tad. It says here, a tad claustrophobic. Okay, I'm out. Because it's a tight elevator. That's basically. the reason why I don't. I mean, because you used to be able to go up into the the, the Washington Monument. Yeah. And the, so that stairwell was tight. <laughs> Would you go to the top of the arch, Mister yep. McGuire? I you have know? no issue with heights. Okay. Uh, not the height. I, I have issue with heights, but confined spaces can give me the heebie-jeebies too. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. I'm kind <laughs> sure. of with you on the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I understand the people that get the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> uh, I don't get them in this particular case. <laughs> 
The Dan and Dallas uh, wanted to know. God, help us. What? Go ahead. Uh, Dan and Dallas said this. Uh, wanted to know if uh, this uh, program is ready to take some step forwards. Are you talking about this radio program? That from Dan and Dallas. No. We, we've gone about as far forward as we can. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Uh, this from the Yates Morning Center chat line before we get to the question. Sneed does, saw, snap, Sneed does sound taller on the radio. Quality, quality, <laughs> quality Smokey and the Band reference. <laughs> Which one of you is Sheriff Branford? I'm Sheriff Branford. Hmm. I don't know. You sound a lot taller on radio. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, which did you prefer, the Smokey and the Bandit or the Cannonball Run series? Uh, Smokey and the Bandit, but the Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run 1. Cannonball Run 1 was greatness. Cannonball Run 2 was awful. Cannonball 1, Adrian Barbeau. Mm. Game ender. Mm. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Careful. she's a closer. Yeah, <laughs> she's a closer. Hey, yeah, Careful. she's that, that's Mariana Rivera cut cut fastball right there all yeah. the way, man. One pitch. I'm going to tell you what it is, and you're not going to hit it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you will. <laughs> Where's the rim shot? Oh, we, don't, we, don't. we haven't had a rim shot in quite some time. Oh, we, we haven't yeah. set up that equipment yet. Wait till they get a load of me. Okay, question for me. All right, and Jeff. So we we got to talking about venues and, and and bell towers and things like that, and you want bells all over the place. So I'll ask I just you, wanted to make it easy for your saddle tramps to be able to go, not, quite, have to, not have to leave before the end of the game. Quite capable of making their way to the bell tower. Well, I mean, it's a it's it's a little bit of a run when they could just walk over there and you know walk up the stairs there in the sports performance center and ring the bells, and we could all see them. Then we could see them. You ring, wouldn't ding, see them. Ding, You ding. would not see them. You could not see them ringing the bells at the bell tower. If you put a light on them, you could. If you could add Chuck Hines mm-hmm. and Jeff McGuire, if you could add one feature mm-hmm. to any athletic venue at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. just one, mm-hmm. to make it exactly the way you wanted it, what would that be? And it can't be a bell tower. One feature. To any athletic venue, what would it be? I mean, you'd pick any, any of them. Um, I'd like shade for the east side. Well, then like you what they, to, you like would what have they did to at, what they like what they did at Pro Player Stadium, Joe Robbie Stadium, whatever they're so calling. So you want now. to build a, a, a somewhat kind of a it's just like covering thing, covering pavilion around the top of yeah, just a covering, just a covering, awning, awning, yeah. Because the only other way to do that is to rotate the axis of the of the Earth. Well, I don't want to rotate. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want an east-west stadium. No, I'm not talking about that. We're talking about just the you know the way the sun hits the stadium because it only yeah. hits it in one way. Yeah. So you'd have to you'd have to put up like a, somebody says Chuck no Skybridge. We already have the Skybridge, and once I win the lottery, I'm, we're going to donate that. I feel like that's, that's tomorrow a, night, isn't it? I, I I feel like that's a given. Is that tonight? I don't know. Me and my some of my buddies have bought some tickets for that, though. I need to buy a ticket for that so I can get my island. A chicken chain guy bought every one of his employees a ticket. Chicken chain, cool. A chicken chain guy. Okay. In so a you, similar vein. 
Yep. For uh, as Chuck Hines wants a covering for the Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, while that is a good one, um, I want to redo Dan Lawfield mm-hmm. and make it a dome. No, no, a no, dome. no, 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 no. You, you're not renovating it. You're adding one We're thing. We're adding a roof. I'm not changing where it's sitting. I'm not. I want to put a glass wall on the back so you still see the beautiful campus. But weather no longer being effect. So you're just gonna put a, a big giant glass dome over it? Glass would be bad because it would just be hot. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm getting at. You become a greenhouse in that case. But how do you how do you plan to do this? I, I want to know because you, you're putting. You, you didn't put, ask for a plan. You asked what we wanted. I'm not the plan guy. I'm the idea guy. The plan guy. You, you want to have a dome to. stadium for uh, tech baseball? Uh huh. How do you feel Stick about that? Stick that in your recruiting pipe and smoke it. You know, um, at one point, Colorado actually was going to bring back baseball, mm-hmm. um, and it got brought up, and they were they were talking about building a dome stadium that looked like you know, kind of like what Jeff's talking about, kind of a, a four thousand seat, you know, outfield fence, no outfield seats, dome stadium. It was going to be kind of like flat on the outside, mm-hmm. and. Um, I thought, what an interesting concept, and then they, then they didn't. They dropped the whole idea. So, what was your thought on that? What would you like to add? What's the one thing you would like to add? I would just add a a really nice arch facade to the back of Dan Law Field, and give the give that view like the North End Zone has yeah. for the Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, if you're talking about what I would like to see at uh, Rip Griffin Park, I'd like to see get rid of the metal bleachers. Yeah. That that would be another one, but I'm talking That'd about be an upgrade. if I can get one thing right now, I'd be like add I would more just, concession stands. I would say that too. The the my my biggest dislike of what we have it right now is the fact when you walk up to the stadium, you look and see the worst part of it. Yeah, that's the. I mean, you. I mean, it's, it's the worst part of that is the, the same concession stand they were operating out of in 1990. Yeah, no, I, I we got it. 1995. It, at some point in time, they'll upgrade those concessions. Yeah, stands. they're gonna upgrade them all. When? I don't know. We had the money. We were working on a $14 million east side training facility for our baseball. Yeah. Which, thanks to uh, Morning Drive listener Bullfighter, he delivered steel there so they could I, put it I, up yesterday. I drove by yesterday. I was going to do that, and I just didn't and get I, to it. And I saw that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So okay. it looks good. You know what blows me away? You know what blows me away about uh, Rip Griffin Park? What? Is the scoreboard that we use there was the scoreboard that we put in on the north end at uh, Jones Stadium. And we all thought, man, alive, Lafayette, we are here with that video board. You know? Remember that? I do remember that. When you talk about the one that was the one we had the video board over there? Yeah. yeah. And then moved over to, to Rip Griffin Park, and now it looks like, you know, your parents' you know 26-inch TV that you thought was just the yeah. bomb, you know, yeah. back in the day. Well, and I think the old—I don't know if someone had to correct me if I'm wrong, Robert Giovanni or somebody—but then the old video board from football fo- went, went, went to went to Rip Griffin Park. That's my that's and, what I'm talking about. I can't remember. Did the old video board from Rip Griffin Park go to baseball to softball? Yes, that's my understanding. Is that the Rocky oh, yeah. Johnson yeah. is the one? The that old used to be video board from—that's what I was getting at. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're poo-pooing me. Well. Didn't think you were listening to me, which would have, which I, would have been I pretty always, much part no, of the course. No, I always listen to you, Chuck Hines. <laughs> I'm just not hearing you all the time. <laughs> uh, somebody says this dugout concession is the best. I, I agree with that. 
Those burgers over there are pretty good. Yeah. We just need more of them, right? Just more opportunities to buy them. <laughs> more opportunities. Uh, to... Hey, but I'll tell you this. As, as much as I want to complain mm -hmm. about the aesthetics and everything of ours, mm -hmm. you know, when we went down and played at Rice this year, mm -hmm. Rice, Reckling Park, beautiful, beautiful entryway, walking in there. They had a, the worst concession stand. It's a beautiful, giant concession stand. And I'm not, I don't understand if this was just me, but they had a they had a full room of people. They heard you were coming. No, no. They had a full room of people. And they have all these options. You can get curly fries. You can get you have pretzels and things like that. You can get pizza slices. You can buy your beer. They put the slowest, most un- Motivated. Motivated person <laughs> at the cash register. And I'm thinking, there's a line 10 deep of people just want to, I just want a beer and a pretzel. Just a beer and a pretzel. It's probably the easiest thing you got. I think one of the... Yeah. And she's, and she is, uh, this chick was totally and completely uninterested with helping anyone get back and watch the baseball game. I mean, well, you want a, you want a Michelob Ultra? Okay. <laughs> Would you like a pretzel? Okay. Did she have to figure everything and out And heaven by forbid hand? you wanted to have a little salt or mustard or, or cheese on that pretzel because you were going to be there for about three weeks. I mean, I just want a pretzel and a beer. I didn't ask you to bring me a seven-course meal. I didn't. I didn't ask for a salad. I didn't ask for some uh, some vicious swallow or anything like that. You would have thought I asked this lady to go go and boil me a pot of of uh, of, uh, of of uh, baked beans. Baked beans. <laughs> baked beans. I just want a pizza and a pretzel and a cold beer. And a cold beer. And then she probably had to figure it up by hand with her calculator. I'm serious. I missed the, in the uh, calculator tape. I missed an inning and a half getting a beer and a pretzel. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for the boom, boom, boom. George Christopher Sneed goes first. Arizona Cardinals quarterback Damn, Kyler Murray. Damn, I was going to do this story. Well, you're too late. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray recently signed a contract extension that in includes an addendum that requires him to study film for four hours per week during the season to stay in compliance with the new deal. The clause is labeled the independent study addendum. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know. A source who has been seen <laughs> has seen the contract confirmed to ESPN that the addendum, first reported by the NFL Network, is in the contract. According to the contract, Murray will need to study, quote, materials provided to him by the club in order to pre prepare for the club's next upcoming game. Murray will receive credit for completing his film study, according to the contract. However, the addendum states that the time that Murray spends in mandatory meetings studying does not count. Of course. And Murray also won't receive credit if he does not, quote, personally study the provided materials in good faith. What in the heck is going on? They're paying him guaranteed money, $160 million to be employed. His uh, total deal is $230.5 million. Here's the other part of this, Chris. Mm -hmm. This is according to The Athletic. To earn those four hours of weekly credit, the team will monitor Murray's iPad usage to ensure he avoids activity that might, quote, distract his attention, unquote, in parenthesis, actual contract language. While he does this independent study, in other this words, is ridiculous. He's got to study and then quit playing Farmville. 
This is this is ridiculous. I mean, the, not even Dak Prescott is having to do that. I mean, he does his homework. He just can't win big games. <laughs> okay. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he can memorize 150 plays, but according to his wife, can't remember all his passwords to all his devices, which I understand that. You know what it's easy to do? Just have one. <laughs> guess it's my turn now. It is your turn. <laughs> Unless you just want to continue to expand on my story. No, I really don't. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Chase Elliott. This is uh, NASCAR going, oh, back, yeah, to going yesterday. back to yesterday. Going back to yesterday. Chase Elliott has been declared the winner of the uh, Pocono 500. Yes. Okay. Yes. He was the third place finisher. Yeah. He learned that he was the winner when he landed uh, back home in Georgia. Um, wait, 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 wait! They didn't tell him that day. No, he, he he's already gone. He, he he'd already yeah. left. He'd already left the raceway. Okay. okay. He learned when he landed in Georgia that he'd been declared <laughs> the race winner. Where did he land, Chuck? Yeah, Georgia. He land? Georgia. Georgia. Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs Racing. Now, according to ESPN has declined to appeal NASCAR's decision to strip Denny Hamlin and uh, Kyle Busch of their winner and runner-up uh, respective finish mm. after their Toyotas failed inspection. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing had until yesterday afternoon to file a formal appeal of the DQ. Joe Gibbs Racing apologized later, explaining why it didn't appeal. They're trying to figure it all out. Um, so anyway... Uh, he says he's not going to um, celebrate. Uh, Joe Gibbs, the former coach, said he was shocked, shocked. By, the, by the ruling and his organization planned to review every part of the process that led to this situation. It's ridiculous. It is. Chuck, Chicago Mayor uh, Lori Lightfoot, mm -hmm. she revealed three proposals on Monday for renovations to Soldier Field to entice Bears, the Bears. Here's your dome, Jeff. To remain at their home stadium for the uh, of the past fifty years, at the center of the proposal is a construction of a dome stadium, <laughs> which could cost anywhere from nine hundred million to two point two billion dollars. I thought they were just going to put a dome over Soldier Field. Possibly, Lori Lightfoot <laughs> laid out three options for construction of a dome. The mm -hmm. first would fully enclose the stadium, rebuilding both end zones with columns that can support a dome structure. Mm -hmm. The second would require both end zones to be rebuilt with columns to make the dome, the stadium dome ready. The third option calls for modifications to make Soldier Field a multi-purpose stadium suited to host soccer games while making it viable to accommodate major concerts and a range of events. Uh, she says, quote, an improved Soldier Field would deliver a world-class visitor experience, unquote. Uh, I'm going to disagree with her because you still have to watch the Chicago Bears play there. Well, so. here's the other thing. It seems like they're awful late to the party on this, that the Bears had to threaten to go somewhere else, and all of a sudden the city of Chicago is like, hey, we're going to put a dome over there. Well, one of my dude bros is from Chicago, and he, mm -hmm. he enlightened us about this on Thursday. Okay. And, you know, the the footprint of what a dome stadium – if you've ever been to Chicago and driven by Soldier Field – There's not much room. There's not much room for them to do anything yeah. there. So. The, the they're going to have to do something. Good luck, right? Yeah. And that's in other news, the Chicago Bears are going to wear orange helmets this year as their alternate. And that's going to be awful. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to wear white helmets. And the uh and the Cardinals are introducing a, a black helmet. 
And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys are going to wear the 1960s throwback helmet that they always wear. Because, heaven forbid, we try something different with the Dallas Cowboys. How about we just wear the helmets we're supposed to wear? I, You know what? They I'm haven't all, worn, they haven't worn those since 94. I know. How about we just wear the helmets we're supposed to wear? It's not something you've always done since 94. No, 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 well, no, no. Not 94. No, no. no uh, they've been doing that. They did, I mean, they did the color rush. I mean, you've only got 16 games. What, what? I mean, I don't know. You've got 17 do... games, Chuck. 17, excuse me. And and four preseason games, which uh, you have three, to pay actually, for. right? Four. Three. Four. Four? Four. Thought they reduced Some it. teams, five. thought they reduced it to three when they added the 17th game. No. Mm. <laughs> okay. That's a boom, boom, boom. Man, I'm exhausted. <clears throat> Rangers lost. Astros lost. Rangers play tonight. Astros play tonight. Double P and the score respective stations. Yeah. About 8.30 for the Rangers, 8.10 for the Astros. Yeah. Uh, Astros and the A's from Oakland at 8.10, as you said, on 100.7 the score. Rangers and the Mariners at 8.30. The Mariners. Pre pre-game. And then uh, they're going to be uh, going from uh, Chris's uh, – future vacation spot with his dude bros at 9.05 tonight. You are, you are married to that. You have you have jumped all over that. I just think it's weird. <laughs> so, I mean, what if we said San Diego? I, I think I feel better about San Diego. Than... I mean, because that was also in the in the offing. It was yeah. a San Diego trip. We yeah. we had San, you know, San Diego, Boston, Philly. We did Philly. New York and Washington, D.C. as... Uh, as options. Yeah. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line from our friend Robert, uh, who um, pointed out that the uh, Subway Series gets underway today between the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, he offers this as a name for the new Big 12 Conference. Okay. Okay. The Great Plains Pacific Conference. Could the you get behind Great that? Great Plains Pacific Conference. Great. What about West Virginia? In Florida, which are not either on planes or on the Pacific. Can we call it the Great Plains Pacific <laughs> Appalachia Conference? I'm sorry, Appalachia. Appalachia at at the coast. I just you, go back hey, to the I, So this is no this is no kidding. I did a game, I did a white hat game. Of course you did. White hat game. This is it's relevant to the story, okay? <laughs> okay. I'm doing it but between Southern Miss and Appalachian State. Okay. Okay. Appy State. Appy State. And we're at Southern Miss, and I, I, it's just timeout. Okay. Appalachian State. Okay. Okay. During the timeout, I get a media guy from Appalachian State walk out to me and said, It's Appalachian State, not Appalachian. And I said, you probably should have said, he, he, I mean, he probably should have said, hey, Mr. White Hat, if you're going to keep that white hat, you should know that our name is Appalachian. It's Appalachian State. Appalachian State. I was like, State. okay. The other time was uh, I did uh, Nevada at, at uh, Nash, uh, Vanderbilt. And uh, the, it's Nevada, right? Or not, not Nevada. It's Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. I said, once again, timeout Nevada. And I got here this course of booze from the Nevada section. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. Your uh, first thought should have been, I didn't call the timeout. Blame them. No, I was just. Chuck, do you not have friends to, to travel with? I, I do, but we wouldn't go to Seattle just to go to. We'd go to a ball game to, or something. 
Chuck you would 100% go to a ball game up there. Chuck thinks bro trip is weird, but he went 0 for... I don't know what that means. What year, Chuck? 0 for what year? Ofer. He went Ofer in what year, Chuck? You went Ofer. I don't know what that means. You didn't get a hit. Oh. Oh, well. 7.55 this morning here on the morning drive. Okay. Thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Bullfighter says, man, that never gets old. Good job, Jeff, on the uh, music. Cut her some slacks, Need It's her second job. Her first is at the DMV. <laughs> there have been quality text after quality text today. Yeah, we've, we've really, yeah. you guys have outdone yourself today. <laughs> Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Uh, this from the Yates Morning Center chat line. Brother in SIL, that would be sister-in-law, in Seattle right now, sent me a video of them in the Space Needle looking at the ground through the glass floor. You can see that the floor is rotating from the video, able to see all of Seattle without leaving your spot. You and your boys could go up there and have a little lunchy poo together. <laughs> Would you do Did, that? Okay. I, I thought that was part of the chat right there. You know, you added a little lunchy poo. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> would you do that? Would you go up there? Would you would you look through the bottom of a glass floor when you're that high up? We we did that in uh, we did that in Chicago. You know, you can go up into that Sears Tower deal. Okay. And you can whatever they're calling it now. And Is you can Sears go, Tower or the other one. No, it's the Sears Tower. Okay, and, the, and you can go. They have the, they have the floor where you go out there. Yeah. And they have all the sure. glass floors, and you look sure. down. It is it's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. It's a little bit spooky. You know what's even more spooky? What's that? When you go out to that that uh, that glass bridge out there in Nevada. Okay. <laughs> out there, um, it's on the it's the far west side of uh, the uh, Grand Canyon. I don't think I want to do that. I uh, here that thing they've got I that thing locked down. First, you got to pay to get into that thing, uh-huh. and then you got to once you pay to get into that thing, you got to pay to go out there, and you can't take your own phone. You okay. can't take your own camera. They got somebody out there. They to got take somebody pictures. out there taking pictures, and you got to pay for that picture. Sure, sure, sure. And part of it, as I say, it's too windy. That's their excuse. So windy out here, you might lose your hat, lose your phone. So we're gonna help. We've you. got a guy out here that'll take that picture yeah. for you. For a mere cost of $45. Oh, this from the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. How do we join Sneed's bro groupies for these exotic vacations? <laughs> it's invitation only, right? Well, it's, I mean, first you had to go to my high school. Okay. First you had to graduate with me, second, I guess. Okay. And then, you know, we had to keep up. I mean, it's just, it's just four friends from high school that still get together every year. Hey, uh, pun for the review. Uh, lucky lady just weighed in. She said the Grand Canyon isn't in Nevada. The part that the part that we went to, you can go get to the far okay. west end of that deal. Okay, all right. It's a uh, it's off of a it's a uh, okay. off of a reservation. Okay. Maybe it's in Arizona. Maybe it's when it's the far Arizona part. Okay. But we drove all the way. My 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 wife was. We were like. Hey, I want to go check out this 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 bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and it sounds cool. And then we realized it's like a hundred miles away from. So I guess it is like in Arizona. 
Don't let the facts get in the way of a great story. That's right. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> so we get in the car and we drive all the way out there. And it's like you drive off, you know, you drive off the road, you get on a smaller road, and then you get on a smaller road, and you're like, Ooh. is this like the place? Is this really the way to this place? And, you, and all of a sudden and you're GPS up there. Your GPS probably on doesn't work out there. Yeah, you're like, okay, so we get there. And you got to pay to get into this joint. And so you pay to get into that joint. And then you have to get on this little trolley mm -hmm. that drops you off at one place mm -hmm. where you can buy stuff. And then drops you off at another place. <laughs> and you finally get out to the place where it is. And you get off and you you uh, you go in there. And now you got to pay to go into that deal. And if you want to go out on the actual bridge, you got to pay that. I mean, you're you're probably in 250 wow. bucks wow. before you actually step on that stupid. And then you're like... <laughs> And so I got out there, and I kind of got the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> and so, and so you know Did what happened? Did they get a picture of she, you with that? No, I didn't get a picture. And so I said, I said, uh, I don't think I want to go out there. <laughs> and she said, miles, she said we're in, going paid. out there. Because <laughs> I was all like, yeah, I could do that. I, I could totally do that. Until you step out there, and you look down, and mm -hmm. it's like, and you get that little, that little, Tingle that goes up your spine, yeah. <laughs> starts in your nether regions and goes all the way up the back and everything. And you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like George Jetson out there. Jane, stop this crazy thing. <laughs> Sorry. His daughter was smoking hot. All right. Start, then, yes, yeah. The oldest daughter. Wait. George Jetson's oldest daughter was smoking hot. Judy? He only had daughter one. Judy? Daughter Judy. He only had one. Yeah. Yeah. Judy. Yeah. Little boy Elroy and daughter and, Judy, and Jane's wife. wife. Yeah. Da 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 da. Okay. I am. I am sorry. No part of the Victorian case. Sneed, did you have to buy a squirrel and some nuts on that little road like in Rat Race? <laughs> it's probably probably. All right. Uh, here's here was here's the big sports question I okay. had for you right. here right. to start the uh, eight o'clock hour. Whose NFL career? Would you have rather had? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you some numbers here. You could be a two-time first-team All-Pro, five Pro Bowls. You could uh, three times lead the NFL in receptions. You could uh, also be second-team All-Pro two times. Um, you'd play for a number of different teams. You would have 903 receptions, almost 10,000 receiving yards, 50 touchdowns, 6,700 yards in return. It's a pretty good NFL career, right? Mm -hmm. Or. I'm ruining this. I'm sorry. You're what? I know who both of these that you're sure. hearing about. Sure, sure. I mean, and I would also add should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, yeah, I don't. Or. Or you could catch 617 balls. 6,212 receiving yards, 24 touchdowns, return 5,450 yards, throw two touchdowns, 83 yards passing, but you're two times a Super Bowl champion. Second guy. Second guy's Danny Amendola. Yep, second guy. First guy is Wes Welker. Second guy. I'm two-time two Super Bowl champion. I mean, that's how he's introduced. That's exactly how you're introduced. Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl, Bowl winning, two-time Super Bowl champion Danny Amendola joins us on the benchmark hotline. And I and I love I love West, and I think West had a great career. But he, he would, Danny he is could, two-time Super Bowl winning champion. Do you think 
Do you think Wes Welker would switch careers with Danny Amendola? You know what? If I'm Danny I'm, and I say Wes, I'm going to say, have you seen my two Super Bowl rings here? I got, I got this one over here. I got another one just like it over here. Two different teams. Actually, same team, right? Would Wes switch with Danny? That's a good question. Because Wes is proud of his his, his achievements. He should, he should be. A, Both of them he should, should be. be. Both of them should um, be proud of their and, achievements. And, and like I said, should be in the Hall of Fame. You can't tell the story of the NFL without talking about Wes Welker he because changed, every team was looking for Wes Welker. I mean, and, and frankly, because of Wes Welker's success, not only at Texas Tech, but also in the NFL, Danny, Danny yeah. Amendola was right behind him. Because if there's no Wes Welker at Texas Tech, does Danny Amendola get the same opportunity here? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, not gonna say, think, I'm not going to say think, no. Because we were, remember, we were all talking about, I said earlier, what are we going to do without Wes Welker? Well, there's this Danny Amendola guy. And we and we just kept recreating that guy. Eric <clears> Morris <throat> came, you know, same thing. All right, 810 this morning here on the morning drive. Thanks for being with us this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3. I was thinking about the Jetsons when I was you know, a kid growing up, not the adult me with daughter Judy, okay? I was thinking the teenager me with yeah. daughter Judy, all right? Just to, just to clarify. Okay. <laughs> You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T, 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT, 973.com.